Chat on This are a series of conversations designed to be thought-provoking, informative, and offer an empowering approach towards well-being for your family. Brought to you by Advanced Health Chiropractic. Hello to our listeners and welcome back to this mini-series of Chat on This, where we, we are really diving into the immune system and why so many people seem to be so challenged in that department this season especially. So with me today, I've got a special guest. I have Damien Christoph, who is a nutritionist, a naturopath, and a chiropractor. Dr. Damien is a highly sought-after presenter and speaker in the wellness industry. He's helped dozens of participants on the New Zealand weight loss series, Downsize Me, hosts multiple seminars across Australia and internationally as well. He has launched the premium breakfast range, Forage Cereal. As we will hear shortly, he is the very successful founder of the podcast platform, The Wellness Couch, and is a practicing chiropractor at Vida Lifestyles in Melbourne. So with over 20 years of experience, Damien's in-depth knowledge of the body, the nerve system, food functions and responses, coupled with his friendly and dynamic presenting style, Damien is in very high demand. And I personally listen to Damien across his podcast platform, The Wellness Couch, and this attracts millions of downloads and hundreds of thousands of subscribers to over 15 podcasts available across the globe. Damien, my favorite place to listen to you is actually on the FX Medicine podcast, and I dived into your two-part series on women's reproductive health recently. Katie and I were all over that. <laughs> oh, Lydia, thank you. I couldn't have written that bio better myself. Um, that's unbelievable. Thank you for uh, that little intro. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, there's a few welcome. things I've got to change in there, the whole forage thing. The forage thing, I've, that's all closed now, that's all finished, but... Um, that was an amazing chapter of my life, Forage. But how how smart is Andrea Huddleston, by the way? She's um, she's got some serious knowledge in her noggin. Serious knowledge. That is the perfect description. That I actually listened to the first episode twice. <laughs> yeah. So let's yeah. just dive oh, no, into it, too. Damien. <laughs> well, I think I listened to it three times. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was good. It was amazing. Yeah, let's get going. This is good. Let's get going. So. Like, well, have you, like many of us, noticed this winter that people seem to be extraordinarily more sick or um, having health expressions, like we like to say? And from a chiropractic chiropractic perspective, Damien, why is this? Well, that's such a great question, Lydia, and I'd have to say yes, of course. Um, You know, even here in Australia, um, you know, which is vastly spread out compared to New Zealand right Lydia uh, it's uh, there's everyone's getting bugs and you know I think where I think there's a number of things that we're, we're seeing you know one is that uh, we had a couple of years there where there wasn't a lot of sharing um, heaps of caring not a lot of sharing um, but we didn't get exposed to lots of bugs uh, and so our immune system became a little bit underprimed. Um, for those people that um did receive vaccinations for COVID. Um, there's no doubt that the immune system of everybody's, you know, body, um, you know, who received the vaccine will have been primed towards the DNA of that particular virus. And so, the reaction to the, you know, of the immune system to different 
other proteins you know that we've been exposed to will not be as strong because we didn't have the same level of exposure to those proteins as we did the proteins that came from the COVID vaccines uh, for those people so our immune system somewhat primed to be quite specific to different types of proteins based on the amount of exposure we actually get so we need to consider that you know on a daily basis we're exposed to different things different proteins for some people that might present as an allergy for some people that might present as an infection other people might um, have zero expression at all but the reason why we have symptoms is because of our immune system's response to proteins based on its exposure to that protein so you know there's that component but i think also we're very sensitive to stuff these days so where we might have had a bit of you know let's say rhinitis a little bit of itchiness at the back of the throat or in the back of the nose maybe a little runny nose post nasal drip or whatever else we would have just charged on and just gotten on with it without a whole lot of thought i think these days any kind of sign or symptom of immune response or reaction is kind of met with curiosity um, and potentially also um, concern you know and so we might be a little bit overzealous in what we are experiencing and thinking oh my gosh what have I got I'm sure it's not COVID so what else could it be and so where many of us might have got a cold a couple of times in a winter um, we might still be getting a cold a couple of times in a winter but it seems like it's more frequent because we're more aware of symptoms these days because we're on high alert, right? So, you know, we're always looking out for what a symptom might be. Yeah, exactly that high alert. And I think it's, um, it definitely falls on our own personal responsibility a bit, doesn't it? Because I found that a lot of us are very focused on, well, how will others perceive this symptom or what does someone want me to do or how does someone want me to behave? And that will come back on all of us to reset the approach to that and that actually signs and symptoms are okay and you've just put it perfectly from the chiropractic perspective and that we're not designed to avoid threat and avoid challenge we are designed to be exposed bugs and build up resiliency in the face of that yeah 100 percent, 100 so that brings me to my next question mm -hmm. so many people are saying our immune systems are weaker due to a lack of exposure now you've just explained that really well in terms of the proteins we're exposed to um, now, obviously, a big one that we put that down to is the lockdowns, the lack of exposure during the pandemic. Um, so what about as a naturopath and a chiropractor, how have you seen or what's your view on what's played out post lockdowns? Yeah, that's such a great question again, Lydia. And what's interesting, I think, is our language around the immune system. Is it actually that our immune system is weaker or is it that our immune system is more sensitive? Um, and I think the key thing to remember is that the only reason why we express symptoms is because our immune system's mounting a response. If we didn't express symptoms, that would be more of a concern. So if we're mounting a, an immune response, we will get mucus, we will get inflammation, we will get so we'll get all the symptoms, fever, etc., etc. So all those things happen as a result of our body mounting an immune response. So the question I'd have would be, is it true that our immune system is actually weaker or is it just that our immune system's repriming? And I would go from an intelligence perspective and say that the immune system in, in each of our bodies is repriming itself for what is in our environment. So where we used to be exposed readily to stuff, now we're having to wear masks so we have less exposure. We've had... Um, very specific um, immuno 
exposure or immunotherapy with vaccination to a particular protein. And as a result of that, we haven't been able to mount tiny little responses and tiny little immune reactions to stuff. It's now a larger immune reaction to things. And so where many people would have been exposed to the flu virus every single year for the last, like I'm 48, so I've been exposed to the flu virus, at least one of them, every single year for 48 years. Now, whether or not I mounted a response like in saying, oh, I've got the flu or not, is you know likely to be dependent on my immune system's ability to manage a response did it need to make a big response to the virus or did it manage that virus effectively without a whole lot of symptoms in me in most cases for most years i haven't had an immune response that warranted time off or any kind of intervention or whatever else however coming out of covid and you know being exposed to hundreds and hundreds of people every single week in practice sharing their bugs with me again um, without masks on and all that sort of stuff and making contact with people again my immune systems had to become reprimed for all of that exposure again and so yeah i'm getting extra colds and i'm getting extra symptoms because my body's mounting responses which i think is appropriate i think so too and it's exactly why we tell all of our people when you're having a health expression come to the practice, come and get checked. This is an innate behavior. And the one thing that we know that will support this best is having a clear and connected nerve system. Yeah, yeah, totally, Lydia, totally. Can I just like speak to that as well? Uh, what I also think is important to understand is that we've had an enormous amount of extra stress. So if you consider how much stress we've all gone through over the last couple of years, the stressors that we've been you know, exposed to involve isolation, threat, um, threat of life, threat of health and well-being, financial stress, relationship stress, um, food quality stress, alcohol stress, um, you know, sedentary lifestyle stress. We've all had extra stressors hit us. So if you think about it from a chiropractic perspective, the causes of subluxation, uh, we look at the chemical causes of subluxation, we look at the emotional causes of subluxation, and we look at the physical causes of subluxation. And each of those three stressors on our body that could contribute to subluxation from a chiropractic perspective have been amplified by our lifestyles through the last couple of years. Um, and in some cases, and I know in New Zealand, for a long time, you guys weren't able to see anybody. You know, you actually weren't allowed to physically see people. And so people will have had subluxation for longer and as a result, have an altered neuroimmuno response to their environment. And so it's fair and reasonable to expect that many people will be having an altered immune system. I don't know if you can remember, Lydia, the first time you got adjusted and how your body reacted. And I know that in my practice, when my people or the people that come into my practice have their first adjustment, many of them will experience a symptom of some kind, which would, you know, I suppose, um, in our interpretation, be an expression of health and expression of well-being in that they're mounting a response to the adjustment. And and it's fair and reasonable for us to expect that that's what we all might be experiencing because we've had an increased load of environmental stress on our body over the last two years. Gosh, no one can see this because by the time we release it, it will be audio. But I've just sat here nodding and smiling at everything Damien's just said. Um, and something that I constantly come back to is pre-pandemic, we all had a particular schedule of care. You know, we were getting adjusted once a week, 
twice a week, once a fortnight, whatever it is. We all had our particular food habits, like you say, our particular movement habits. And hopefully we were finding a really nice balance where our adaptability and our resilience outweighed the stress. That stress, like you just listed, has gone through the roof in just extraordinary and such vast amounts. And although we're getting some element of normality back, we haven't processed all of that yet because we're still in such high alert of what might happen next. Where is the end? Um, and so it makes just total sense to me that we need to be upping those things that we do for our nerve system and for our well-being if we are to, again, find that level of adaptability, find that level of resilience and allow our bodies to return to, the, well, not even return, far exceed where they have been before. And that's our step out of this. Yeah, you're so right, Lydia. You're absolutely correct, and and you know, as you as you say all of that too, I'm nodding and smiling too because I think you know where we are in the communication that we're having right now, um, and for for the listeners of this podcast, and for anybody who passes this on to a friend or family member, you know, I think as they listen to this, they'll be going, "Oh my gosh, yes, this is true. Oh my gosh, yes, this is absolutely correct." But let me just say that this is not. You know what we're talking about here is not exclusive to people who, um, you know, who are or are not exposed to chiropractic. You know, this is this is a worldwide phenomenon. So I've got mates who are chiropractors who experience the lowest of lows. Um, I've got mates who are not chiropractors who have experienced the lowest of lows, and I've also got mates who are chiropractors who've experienced the highest of highs, and mates who are not chiropractors who experienced the highest of highs. And so I, I don't think you know we want to say that this is um, just part of one portion of the community that's experiencing this. This is the whole of the world. This is the whole of the planet. And the great thing, I suppose, that we get to share, particularly those people listening to this podcast because you're exposed to chiropractic, is that the ease within the body is improved when you're not subluxated. And so getting back to ease within your spine and ease within your body when you're unsubluxated, in other words, you've visited the chiropractor and you've been checked and adjusted, that ease that's created by an unsubluxated nervous system and spine is so profound that it enables us to exceed where we were prior to 2019. I suppose it's COVID-19, so 2019, but it all started for us in 2020 and 2021. So, you know, we get to express our health and well-being again because we can get checked and adjusted. We can improve our eating habits and we can improve our lifestyle and we can rein those things in that have caused us stress um, over the last couple of years. And that's that's a, a knowledge um, of a lifestyle, uh, which, you know, I suppose, Lydia, you and I would call the chiropractic lifestyle. And for anybody else who's listening to this would be living components of or living the chiropractic lifestyle, which is, you know, a, a, a diet that's healthy, a lifestyle that's, you know, encompassing movement, happiness, um, connection, um, purpose and engagement and uh, and being subluxation free for as long as you possibly can be. That's that's a chiropractic lifestyle. And um you know, everybody listening to this is has access to that, so that's pretty exciting. It's the only lifestyle I want to live. <laughs> totally, yeah, me too. <laughs> um, okay, so for anyone who listened to our podcast last week, a good friend of yours, Murray, introduced you as a living legend with a big brain and a big vocabulary. Oh my god! So, with that honour, Damien, could you please share your perspective on bugs? <laughs> bugs and viruses do you think they are getting stronger and do you think they are getting more virulent uh i think lydia I, there's there's likely to be some you know bacteria and viruses that are um 
have had the ability to shift and change beyond what our our own biological systems might have expected. So I think that you know human beings have had this ability to evolve over time and um, you know slight changes in virus proteins or bacterial proteins we've been able to adapt to and you know pretty easily get through most of that. I think probably what's you know happened is I don't think these bugs have got any stronger. It's just that through the evolution, they may be a little bit, um, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but I, I think our body's having a bigger response to these viruses and bacteria because they're they're quite different to what we've experienced for a couple of years. And so again, it just kind of comes back to that that priming thing. I don't know if there's any more viruses or bacteria, you know, people are getting the flu. Of, you know, I had COVID at the start of this year and then I had a cold after that and I had a cough that lasted, you know, six or eight weeks after COVID. Um, and then I had um, the flu at around Easter time um, after I got back from the US. And so when I went to um, France and um Switzerland I came back with COVID then I went to the US and I came back with the flu and then I had another cold um, and then I've just got back from being in Greece and I've got another cold and so uh, whether that's being on planes or that's the shift and change in the environment the atmosphere or you know greater level of exposure to different types of bacteria or having to wear a mask and breathing in recycled air or whatever it is most certainly my immune system is uh, working harder this year than what I, what I feel like it's had to work over the last couple of years. And I don't necessarily think that that's because there's the bugs are stronger. Um, I What I think is, is that my immune system has to reprime and has to get going more. So, it, it, you know, regardless of how you look at that, whether you think that the viruses are getting stronger, or the bugs are getting stronger, or that your immune system needs to work harder still it implies that we need to support our immune system. And so that's got to come from our lifestyle. That's got to come from our food. It's got to come from the health of our nervous system. It's got to come from the levels of vitamins and minerals that we've got in our body at our disposal to mount an appropriate immune response. Mm. I love how you say reprime. That's exactly it. We're movable, dynamic beings. We are not stuck and we can constantly be moving and we just decide which direction we're going to move that in. Um, can I jump off the plan a little bit and throw you a question? Because obviously, Damien, you are so passionate and so clued up on food and the power of food in our body. So, Damien, what are you doing to help support this repriming of your own immune system and nerve system? Uh, Lydia, look, I could probably do a whole lot more, I've got to tell you. Um, I've just, you know, just coming back from holidays, I definitely wasn't supporting the priming of my immune system in a positive way, I have to tell you, um, <laughs> especially being over in Greece and in Rome, in Italy. And so, um, but what I have been doing since I got back is just cleaning things up. So having heaps of different berries and fruits, having heaps of vegetables and salads, making sure that I'm having um, appropriate, good quality um, carbohydrates. So like I love having rice and I love having some potatoes. You know, these sorts of things that for many years we've been afraid of um, because we might put on weight or we might get cardiovascular disease or whatever else, which is true if it's if it goes, you know, beyond what is appropriate. Um just nourishing my gut to make sure that my gastrointestinal health is great because my gastrointestinal health is paramount for my immune system and giving my body uh, nutrient-rich foods. So trying to stay away from fried foods and trying to stay away from excessive sugar and trying to stay away from um, excessive 
you know, flavors and additives, really just using herbs and salt and pepper to kind of flavor my meals. Um, those sorts of things um, to in- encourage, uh, you know, I suppose a nutrient load that's appropriate to support my immune system to be um, effective and at the same time not challenge my my whole body in terms of detoxification to ensure that I can be as healthy as I possibly can be. Um, and I, to be honest with you, I recently had a whole bunch of blood tests done just to make sure that I was actually doing the right thing. I got through COVID and I was like, am I actually healthy? Like, am I um, living, is my, is my expression of my health what I'm teaching people? Is it working? You know, and so I went and had all those tests and and I was very happy to say that, yes, what I have been saying is working for me. So whether or not that's just a, a, an approach that's specific for Damien Christoph or it's an approach that could work across the board, I think the general you know, main vibe of it is to eat foods that are rich in intelligence, nutrition that is rich in intelligence as opposed to nutrition that's rich in information. And I'll be going through that in a talk that I'm doing um, at Lyceum coming up to Lydia. So um, I'm looking forward to sharing that with the chiropractors who are listening to this right now. But um, essentially what I'm trying to say here is that you're trying to eat foods that are richer in um, intelligence or the ability to give life. And that in itself is a pretty simple concept to understand. It's You're just not eating processed stuff at the end of the day. Yeah. I love it. Um, I'm doing the eyebrow raise and the smile again for everyone who's listening because we do have our annual Lyceum conference coming up. And for obvious reasons, it has not happened for the last few years. And I watched your little promo video yesterday, Damien, about talking about the intelligence of food. And I got very, very excited for that because, again, it aligns perfectly with the chiropractic model of health and the fact that the body is designed to be well and is designed to heal from above, down, inside out. 100%. 100%. Um, Damien, do you think we have a lack of anything in our systems following the last few years? And do you think that could be contributing to us being more health challenged than ever? And I know we, you kind of, you really have gone into it with the questions, but I thought I would just ask that last more specific one. Yeah. Um, are we lacking anything? Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that nutritionally, um, we're all lacking. Um, you know, through the, one of the things that we don't store is vitamin C. Like we, it's impossible for humans to store vitamin C. It's something that's in our body for a period of time after we've actually consumed it, and and then we don't store it. Like we don't manufacture it, we and we don't store it. So vitamin C is something that we need to have in our diet um, regularly. So that comes from fresh fruit and vegetables, and of course, when your immune system is challenged, you've got to be supplementing with some vitamin C. Um, we know the impact of vitamin C on the immune system. Um, it encourages the proliferation of white blood cells. It encourages um, the sensitivity of our immune system to make sure that we mount an appropriate immune response. Um, it's anti-inflammatory. It's, um, you know, it's, I mean, it's so important, vitamin C. So I think vitamin C is a big thing. Uh, the other really big thing is zinc. You know, we don't have enough zinc in our diets, particularly in New Zealand or Australia. We don't have zinc readily available in the foods that we consume a lot of, unless you're eating oysters every single day and they're um, coming out of the ocean, you know, nice and fresh. And, you know, most people aren't consuming a zinc-rich diet. So, and and we know that to be the case um, just simply with regards to the amount of skin hair and nail conditions that people have zinc is insufficient in our lifestyle um, if we were to consider um, supplementing with zinc 
just a small amount on a daily basis, we'll do really well to, to do that. Um, and, you know, yes, there's some drawbacks to supplementing with minerals every single day, and, and that's the competition for absorption of other nutrients. So, for example, if you took zinc all the time, um, you could be competing with iron absorption, for example, or you could be affecting calcium absorption. So you don't want to be doing too much all the time but a little bit of zinc on a daily basis wouldn't be a bad thing for most of us to be doing as well as vitamin c um, i don't think we need to be going down the route of having heaps of herbs um, however having herbs can actually help us manage um, an immune response or trigger immune responses so echinacea for example or andrographis or astragalus um, cat's claw there's there's a number of different great herbs that can assist us in having good and appropriate immune responses and help us with the symptoms of our immune responses as well. So licorice, for example, for coughs and colds, um, chamomile as an immune stimulant, you know, these sorts of things are, are really important for us. But I would support our immune systems with ingredients as opposed to information and so the ingredients that our body requires to mount an immune response are zinc and vitamin c not echinacea andrographis and other herbs but the herbs that we could use would help us trigger um, a stronger more appropriate or more effective immune response or help us ameliorate some of the symptoms that we're experiencing so we'd use herbs like we would drugs and we'd use vitamins and minerals as we would building blocks and um, components for an, uh, an appropriate and healthy immune system. Wow, thank you. That is a very, um, really nice analogy. I like the building blocks and um, you've just given us and our families who are listening some awesome takeaways. So if I was to summarize what we've talked about and what I've learned from this is, yes, we do seem to be having more health expressions or different health expressions to what we've had before. For sure. But it's absolutely not surprising and it's not really concerning because it's our bodies acting intuitively. It's doing what they should. We're repriming our immune systems and there are some really good action steps that we can take towards supporting our nerve system, encouraging our immune system and rebuilding our bodies back towards optimal. Is that Have I missed anything? Is that right? Uh, that's exactly right, Lydia. And I think the, the, the key thing is is that we are exposed to stress on a greater level than what we have ever been exposed to stress. You know, for all of us who are just wishing this pandemic to go away and just to be rid of it, the more it's in the news, the more it's in the media, the more we discuss it, the more we have to talk about it, the more we see it, the more stress it creates in our lifestyle for those of us who just want it to go away. When I was over in Italy just the other day, there was some graffiti. And the graffiti said, want the pandemic to end? Act like it. And I was like, that's so cool because that's essentially what we need to do. And over in Europe, they just don't talk about it. It's not in the media. No one's wearing a mask. If you want to wear a mask, maybe that's okay. I mean, it's okay, but there's no, except for on a plane, there's, there's no requirement to do it. And so as a result, people are just kind of moving on. And and I think that reduction in stress and return to engagement and return to community and return to purpose is what we're all really craving. And I, I'd love us to just kind of, you know, just consider what it is that we need to all be doing to move us in the direction of the expression of health as opposed to move us in the direction running away with fear from an infection that we can mostly handle. So um, I'd really like us just to consider that, that if we are to end this pandemic, we need to behave as if 
the pandemic has ended. Uh, because really, at the end of the day, even though we're getting heaps of infections, I, mean, I think it's 300,000 over here in Australia today, or 30,000, I don't know, 30,000 or 300,000, maybe it's 30,000 in Victoria and 300,000 in Australia. Like, who, who cares? Like, it's just another infection. Um, and we just need to kind of, you know, support our immune systems and get on with things um, and and look after ourselves and look after those people that are at risk. So if anybody gets an infection and they get sick, let's manage it appropriately. But let's not lock ourselves up and let's get back out there and start living life again. Exactly. And let's never let this happen again because we t- can take control of our health right now. Um, it's funny that no matter what podcasts we do, no matter who we are talking to, every single time it comes back to connection and it comes back to community. So there's something yeah. big in that. Yeah, well, that's how we get longevity, right? And I think that's what we all crave, isn't it? The reason why we're scared of a virus because we might die is because we all want to have longevity. At the end of the day, we're all going to die. So is it a virus that knocks us off? Is it a car? You know, is it, you know, something else that knocks us off? But we're all going to die. So if it's a virus that knocks us off, it's a virus that's that's going to knock us off. But the concern and the desire for longevity needs to be met with the components that enhance longevity and give us the opportunity for longevity, and that is community, engagement, movement, and purpose. And so let's consider all of those things um, in their appropriate order to make sure that we can stay alive for a long time and expressing health and vitality um, the way that we should. Um, but it starts with those four things, running in the right in the right direction with enthusiasm towards health, not running with fear away from illness. I think that's the way to go. Running towards health. I am so looking forward to seeing you in person, Damien. Um, only a couple of weeks and we'll be hearing Damien on stage. And then I'm sure we'll all be on the dance floor come Saturday night. So very excited. Our team will be there and we will pick this conversation up then, I'm sure. Oh, I bet we will. Yeah, thanks, Lydia. Great to be on this podcast with you. And thanks for inviting me on. And hopefully those who listen to this get a lot from it. I know they will. So what I will do is I will pop um, the FX Medicine podcast that we've talked about in the show notes along with everywhere that you can follow Damien if you want to learn more about him and follow along. And thank you for listening to this episode of Chat on This.